Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. I have an exciting guest. Her name is Rita Bocuzzi, Italian-American, wonderful human being. And her business is about elevating women and their families to flourish and she's the CEO of Flourish Inc. She is a safe money expert. She is a leadership coach. She's an international keynote speaker. And she leads a workshop that I attended called Wine, Woman, and Wealth. Okay. And when I was invited to this event, I was like, oh, yes, of course. Wealth and wine? Oh. That's up my alley. <laughs> so she leads these types of events, amazing events. And she also leads money 101 educational workshops and money empowerment movements. She also has groundbreaking financial education boot camps, which teaches everything that you should have learned since kindergarten through college. She believes a financially educated society is an elevated society. And she believes that together we get to raise our financial intelligence and flourish. So she's such a beautiful soul. I had to have her here on Amiga Handle Your Shit because obviously she's handling her shit in the financial world. So without further ado, this is Rita Bakuzi. Welcome, 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 Rita. Thank you, I am so honored to be here amongst all your amigas. You know, for me, uh, being the daughter of Italian immigrants, growing up in school, there weren't a lot of Italian, but there were a lot of amigas. There were a lot of amigas, exactly. <laughs> there were so a lot of amigas. Yeah. And what's cool is how similar our cultures were. Yeah. And so that created that connection and understanding like to this day, I have a lot of beautiful Amiga friends that, gosh, I can't wait to introduce them to how amazing you are and your community is because wealth is not just money, right? All things wealth, you said, all things wealth. Things wealth. So yeah. you know that I, from having been with me and having seen what I prepare and share, 
you know, I think it's like you almost can't even explain it. This is the one thing that's the most challenging. It's like, okay, it's unlike any other experience, you know, and if you were to give a word to it, most people say it was amazing, amazing and awesome because it's the direction that most of us see and dream and visualize. And actually, when it comes to fruition and reality in front of you, it's like you're just in awe. Uh, I'm going to say I am so thankful because I was in the seat that you were in Mm -hmm. several years ago, right? Seeing and experiencing this amazing event that connects women, right? Because we're all connected, right? We're todos, I'm going to say half Italian, half Spanish. Todos sono familia. Ah, yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's how my Spanish works. Yeah, I learned enough Spanish, but because of my Italian and I'm fluent, uh, my brain intertwines them, which is great because I actually do that with English and Italian as well. Yeah, yeah, half English, half Italian. It's a beautiful thing to have our beautiful cultures culminate in the wealth of our lives. Most importantly, wealth, gosh, friendships, amigas, we all keep our mindset, our heart sets, you know, our mental, emotional, our physical, our financial health altogether. And that's really what wealth is. When you were there at my event, I spell wealth in one of my slides, W-H-E-A-L-T-H. You may or may not remember that based on my core values, which is equivalent to abundance, right? Right. right. And we want to talk about those core values. Oh, yeah. Let's talk. Well, before we get into that, I want them to get a little bit more familiar with you. Obviously, you're Mm Italian-American. Did you grow up in LA? Where'd you grow up? Okay, I'm a valley girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I've always grown up in the valley. I am Burbank born and raised. They say most people born in Burbank don't really leave Burbank. I tried and came back. My family's here. My mom is still here. Important family ties still here. Went to a school called Walt Disney Elementary. Still there. Oh, <laughs> oh it must have been fun all the time. No, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was Walt just the Disney name. That, that was, was the name. Disney yeah. probably sponsored it or whatever. Or great marketing name. I don't know. But whichever it is, you know, just beautiful place to grow up in. My parents, you know, father's no longer here. Mom is, mama still is. I tease, I say I should have weighed 300 pounds as a kid because my father was the manager of a delicatessen, Italian delicatessen, which is still around here in the Burbank area called Monte Carlo. And my mom worked for a bakery called Martino's, which is also still around and still here in Burbank. By the way, I'm going to give a shout out to Tea Cakes. So if you're local, go to Martino's for Tea Cakes because that's their unique specialty. Nice. You You won't go wrong with that. And so I have two boys. Mm. Actually, I have more than two boys. (laughs) Men surround me everywhere. That's why I really love and need my amigas because I have lots of testosterone all around me. (laughs) Um, Definitely have a little bit of a masculine energy myself. Try to balance that out because I grew up like a tomboy. I loved all things like that my brothers did. I had an older brother, a younger brother. Pestered the heck out of my older brother. (laughs) He's about eight years older than me. And he's since passed. Life will have experiences that are just not fun. And I was only 21 and he was 27. And we buried him after an unfortunate tragedy on his 27th birthday. Oh my God. Life will happen to us along the way. And this is why, look at, I love meeting amazing women like you 
and all our amigas because we need each other. And we all are a family unit. You know, I love that the Hawaiians call each other cousin because we all are cousins, especially in America. I tease about, you know, we're all cousins. We all have the same uncle. We don't all like him that much and we don't want to give him <laughs> a fair share. You know, y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I have my two sons. They're in their mid, late 20s. And a beautiful, so Francesco and Angelo, you know, oh, some people say, I oh, love those the Irish I love the <laughs> <laughs> So very Italian upbringing, uh, raised, got to have one foot, I'm going to say on the Mediterranean Sea and another on the Atlantic Ocean. So a lot of life experiences that are amazing that I really feel that it gave me more insights to people and how different we were and how similar we were, yeah. are, yeah. right? And so Francesco and Angel, and Francesco's married to beautiful Becca, his wife, and they gave me a beautiful, I don't know how you say it in Spanish, I can't remember, but we say nipote, a grandson. Grandson, oh. I have a baby grandson, and he, of course, is the love of my life. <laughs> I've of told course. my husband of 33 years, you are no longer number one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hear I hear it's like a second a second chance to motherhood. It is and it's it's just so much better. You know, it's kind of like I liken it like this. You know, when you see a flower and you see the rosebud and it's really really beautiful and you can enjoy that rosebud and just go, God, it's so beautiful and it might have a little bit of fragrance, right? Yeah, But a grandchild is like the flower that's blossomed with all the fragrance. It's just so beautiful. Oh, right? I know. oh my goodness. It's so know, amazing. I, I, my, well, my parents, they have how many grandkids? My, they got five. Ooh, four boys and my daughter. So my daughter's the only female grandkid. She and is the prize. She's the prize. <laughs> Who knows if my siblings will have more kids? I have no idea. I certainly will not. <laughs> I can understand that too. You know, I wanted six. Yeah. Ended up with two. Yeah, you know, you know, life. I mean, I'm so grateful that, you know, for my I'm blessed and grateful for my one. And given like these uh ailments in our life, like I got MS. It's yeah. much more challenging. You, I, I, after reading and being with you, you actually were confronted with a cancer, right? I was. And it wasn't actually even the cancer was the reason for not having the children. <laughs> In our relationship, I think that, I don't think the bandwidth for my spouse would have been able to manage our relationship. And when we realized that things changed, but in both my pregnancies, especially my second one, we just didn't realize it in the first one. I was literally in my second one given five to seven days to live while I was seven months pregnant. Oh my God. The baby was small. So likelihood of him surviving actually was very, you know, not high chances. So after that, that's why we decided I want to be here to watch them grow and, and, and see my grandbaby. Yeah. So we're here. And so that's one of my life situations and events. I'm going to say, teetering on that little line of here, lifeline of here and not here. Right. And it changes you for sure. I think for many years, I focused on healing, getting well and focusing on my children only to come to their teenage years where my one son was going to be going into high school and the other one was going to go to Woodbury again locally, his dream. And then when I got sick, 
I was like, I don't know how he's going to go there. I can't work. Right. I went from being that breadwinner to being in my head, the financial burden. Cause you know, things change in a marriage. You know, the husband might be the breadwinner and you never know if there's a life event for a spouse. You know, this is why it's for better or worse. But he just had a career change at the time that he had wanted to do. So I was the breadwinner at the time while he was building some things up. And then, you know, lo and behold, later, he got to do that for me so that this way we could have the careers that we wanted. You help each other. It's a collaboration always. And yes, getting confronted with cancer and then getting confronted with financial cancer, which, (gasps) you know, oh, oh, like even before the cancer we contend with financially many things and we just don't know how to deal with them because nobody's ever talked about them because you feel shame and blame and it's embarrassing or it's not an appropriate talk. Let's talk about sex, politics, religion, but don't you dare talk about money. So the thing is, if we have problems, you know, and if there's a dip and how do we correct things and we don't know all our options and we get in front of a person who's going to give us their plan because we don't have a criteria of our own before we get with them, Sometimes we get somebody else's plan. Well, their plan and vision may not be yours. And then you get 10 years out and you're like, what the hell happened? (laughs) I was like, so, you know, markets go up and down, but the problem, and they do always come back because this is the statement. Yeah, but it's going to come back. Well, in my head, the next question is, okay, when? Because I'm a planner. Yeah. So the thing is with money, you get to plan to some degree. And one of the things that you get to plan for is for the downward turns. So, cause if you have yourself set up always for like, okay, it's just going to come back. This has been a problem perpetuating. And I don't want to like hijack too much because this is definitely conversational. But when you look at history, this is where wisdom comes in. I had a beautiful conversation with my son, Angelo, because it, it, what's really cool is when kids they may go through hard times and hard periods with us, like in their teenage years. Trust me. <laughs> Angelo was no angel. I was definitely not calling him Angelo at the time. But he grew out of those phases. And now at 25-year-old, I have conversations with him that I sometimes don't have with adults my own age. And I was just talking about the wisdom of his grandmother. Mm. And how I got him to see it was, so you know, he now is a gr- uncle. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, when when your nephew is 12 years old and you're 32 years, can you imagine the wisdom that you'll be able to impart on him? And maybe at 12 years old, he's going to go, oh, uncle, you don't know anything. Right. I said, now multiply that by grandma's decades of years on top of you. And that's where wisdom lies. Mm. It's like, wow, that was a really way, good way for me to connect. Yeah. Um, and teach him, have that teaching moment for him, which. He was, you know, pretty much there, but to really have that moment to go, you that know, is so practical. I really love that. Right. And a 12 year old can feel that for, our, oh, your five year old. Well, remember when you were five, you were like that, but you're so much more wise now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have that many years. And if I think wisdom comes not just with age, but with experience. So sometimes there are young people they have better experience in technology, right? They've Mm -hmm. learned in a different way that you and I haven't. So there's wisdom too. Yeah. So this is why it gets to be mutually respectful, which is also another abundance and wealth mentality because it's a mindset of wealth. And you know that I love mindset to what you just said, the practicality of the skill set 
mm-hmm. so that we can come in community to the heart set together because it really does all tie together. And it's just so much fun when you teach like this, which yes. I get to do all the time. Yeah. I love this. Oh my goodness, Rita. And this is so important for Amigas to understand that, you know, we're always growing and learning and we all have different ways of learning. Mm-hmm. And um, the way you're explaining it, I think it's so important. It's not only for the young folks, but also for the wise, because it's being heard from a different lens, a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to financial wealth, it's important to diversify mm-hmm. and learn all these strategies. So I know you've been in the business for a long time. Yeah. Teach us. Tell us a bit more of what you do and how you do it. Okay. So I'm going to go back to that point in history. And, and this is another visual, you know, and it is about aligning with the right people. So I got to kiss a lot of frogs along the way, <laughs> do a lot of research. And like you said, um, my family was kind of upset with me because I could have gone back to, I was in medicine for many years, worked in offices, surgery centers, and things like that. And then I got promoted which was a beautiful thing, but I got promoted to corporate and ended up for me personally being in a box, mm-hmm. watching sunsets and not being there at home to watch the sunsets with my kids. It wasn't a right fit. It was not aligned for me. Now, some people that might be their, their all end all be all. And maybe for a bit of time, it was okay, right? Time period, season, but it shifted. And so, especially with the cancer, but even before the cancer, I was going to give you a timeline so that we can understand what's happening right now, real time today. We are having in America, the most abundant nation in the world, California specifically, the highest homelessness rate ever. Yeah. In our local cities, like Glendale, California, which is not far from you or I. Yeah. Women over 60 are the highest population of homelessness, uh, homeless people. No highest. Way. <gasps> There's a reason for it. So when I tell you, you're going to go, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. See, the thing is, is it's easy to uh, connect the lines. Like Steve Jobs says, connecting the dots, looking backwards. But going forward, as we're going through it, we don't always see it. And so this is why it's really important for all of us to be mindful of one another, have grace and space. I mean, even for our leaders, we can expect a lot for them, but if they don't have the experience or don't know, this is all new. This is all new. COVID was new to everybody. These experiences are predominantly new. Like you said, we're constantly learning. But if we're open to learning, it's amazing. So if we go back in history, say just to about 19, I'm going to go 1980 because, you know, the 80s Valley Girl. <laughs> of course, Valley Girl. <laughs> I don't mind sharing my age. Yeah, go back. <laughs> yeah, go back. But if we look back, this is a pretty good look back of historically how many works because it is cyclical. There are cycles. Like sometimes I'll do courses and people will bring their children and a five-year-old could tell you the pattern. A five-year-old. Five-year-old. Oh my God. Five, nine-year-old. This does not get to be hard. Uh, I was a BC student that studied till 1, 3 a.m. in the night because of English wasn't my second language, but it kind of was, right? Yeah. I home know you're speaking Italian at school. I'm speaking English and I knew just enough. So it was a bit of a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And so now I get to like, you just get to learn. I learned through experience. I didn't want to go back to college because for me was, okay, I'm going to go back, go to the system that's pumped out all the same information and expect different results. Right. For yeah. me, that felt insane, right? Yeah. That is the definition of insanity. Right. So I'm going to say, 
I've always been the gal that gets to learn by experience and then share it with my friends. I was the first to get married, first to have kids, you know, first to find the preschool, first to find the marriage venue, first to buy a property, first to set up a retirement plan. You're the you're the go-to person. Which is a beautiful gift. Going through it, I can tell you like right now, it makes me almost feel like crying tears. Not easy, no. but amazing when you get on the other side, especially for me being a people person that I get to help others not have to go through that suffering and pain to get to the other side faster and easier and learn from what I'm teaching. So let's learn from this history. 1980 to 2000, market went up and up and up. There was a hiccup in 1987, right? So, but we got to 2000 and gosh, kind of similar to 2009 to just a few years ago. Right. Long stretch, but the cycle is typically seven up years, three down years. Mm, Yeah. In a 10 year period. That's the typical. Yeah. So we've been having an outlying time period as we did from 1980 to 2000. History is repeating itself, which is pretty interesting. It does. So we get to see, okay, 2001, if I was 60, if I was 65, no, 64 in 2001, and was going to turn 65, excuse me, 64 in the year 2000 and going to turn 65 in 2001. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happened in that year? 65, they weren't able to retire because it was the dot-com era, the dot-com bust. So most people went from pensions, companies changed from pensions to 401ks, and most people ended up in the market and they didn't even know that they were there. Um, And they didn't know how to navigate the market. That's like we got, you know, we got put on a wood raft that's probably going to fall apart, that gets shoved out to sea, and we got to maneuver the sea Mm, mm. without a paddle. Oh my God, that is so crazy. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, you're so drowning. You're 2001, drown. negative 40% approximately or more. So you can't retire. What do our financial professionals do? Market always comes back. Okay, I'm 65. 01, 02, 03, 04, 05, 06, 07. Oh my gosh. I am now 71 years old. Yeah. I can, and the market is only 4% above where it was seven years prior. Can I retire? 10 years of inflation and taxes and all that? No. I say, look at our bus boys. Bus boys were 15, 16 year old boys. Look around at your local restaurants right now. Go see, go see the Walmart greeters. Go see, nothing that there's nothing wrong with it, but these are people who have worked their whole life, who now have to start all over again to start from the bottom, to work to the top again. They're the fast. Something's wrong. Something's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Something is broken. And we do have financial literacy education, but we don't have financial literacy empowerment, which is the implementation mm-hmm. on that education. Mm-hmm. So now you're 72, 71, 72. And you're like, oh, thank God I got the return of my money. That's all you're thankful for. Yeah. Because it's not the return on your money because it's so little. It's just the return of it. But the return of your money, so you look a little shift in words. Yeah. But the return of your money, if it's a choice between the return on your money, making a high interest. Yeah. Or, and like you get the high interest or you get to get your money back. Like it's, you, we want the high interest. Right. But what if the alternative is you may never get your money the back? The risk is you may never get your money back. So wow. these are things for us to think about because this has historically happened. 
So now comes 2008 and you're 72. Oh, God. So you're just a little bit ahead, maybe 4%. And then it all comes crumbling down again. Yeah. 2008, the market goes down. How many years do you have to wait at 72? If you're given that much life. So when I do teach Wine Women Wealth and I talk about this point, I can tell you if there are senior ladies in the room, I can almost 100% guarantee it, they will start crying. Yeah. Why? Because in their wisdom, they know, oh my God, my best friend, that happened to them. Her husband died at 74 and he left her penniless going to the homelessness thing because she took care of him. They took care of the kids, right? They took care of the kids. She took care of him because he got sick. They sold everything, including life insurance policies to make him live. And then he dies. They sell the house or leverage the house. And the woman has no home and no money and no insurances. And this is how it's happening. And we're going to set ourselves up for the same thing if we don't open our eyes and start to learn in a new way. Yeah. Back to the core values. Yeah. How do we align with each other and people and companies? Well, we get to align with ourselves first because a lot of times we don't know what we want and that's normal because we haven't been taught. And by the way, just in case somebody out there is thinking, why aren't the schools doing this? Because that's my number one. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to explain. It is not their job. They are a business model. They were set up in the industrial age so that employers could talk to employees, so that employees could make money and employers could make business. And it has done that successfully for many years. There was nothing in it to say we were there to make you money as an employee other than communicate with a business owner so that you could. So it has done what it said it's going to do. Right. By the way, money math, we actually all did learn it in school. It was masked under addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Elementary math is money math. Now, does it get to be decimal points and percentages and maybe algebra first year? Maybe second year if you're getting into business and complicated things. But it doesn't get to be harder than that. And that is high school math. Yeah. So we do have the money education. It just hasn't been taught or presented to us in that fashion. Yeah. And it, and because, like you said, the model, that's the model. They're living up to what they were expected to do. But the students have different ways of thinking and processing and learning, so they don't know any better. So it's incumbent upon us to actually go learn outside of the box, go learn from people like you. What does it take? Because you don't want to be that woman over 60 who's now a homeless person. And we don't want that for anybody. Anyone. You know, even like when I think about like one thing on my heart is I really worry about foster children. There's over 4 million of them that are also homeless. So another high population, that one touches my heart in the sense of I've never been exposed to that. Yeah. And I've always like, I don't know, I'm just this empathic girl that really thinks about, oh my gosh, I was so fortunate. I got to live in a middle income family or high middle income family and really have everything at my feet while some other child got born into a family that gave them away, which for me, I understand that there are all sorts of reasons, but it's, I can't do it personally. I'm ready to take everybody's child. (laughs) 
Um, and, but, and, I, and, and I am going to do it. I am going to do it in a very organized way coming up in the years because I really want our foster to flourish. What if I thought to myself, what if I could teach young adults ages 14 to 26, uh, specifically low income people that have not been exposed to what you and I get to and create an organization that creates sponsors to really help these fosters flourish. Meaning they get to learn about money, get educated, and then they get to teach their peers and sponsors will pay for their peers so that then the kids could earn money doing it and so on and so forth and create that going all across the nation, which is actually something I'm doing as I'm building out my own agency and my coaching. And then I have my consulting practice. So I always am open to teaching people in a new way to learn about money so that this way, as I'm teaching you very simplistically and practically, we get to spread this that way. Oh, I like, like it. Really easy, create flow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I just, um, you know, it's 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 financial leveraging our wealth flow. Financially leveraging our wealth. What do we got? All of us are created different because it's not for everybody, right? To come work with me and whatever, but it is to connect each other. Because I heard something the other day is I always say friends help friends flourish, right? Families help families flourish. We're here to level one another up. And you do that with your beautiful skill of connecting the amigas, right? And having lived your health story, having lived my health story, how do we pick up the pieces, right? We can't do it alone. Like when I think about the amount of people that helped me survive the first go round of being near death and then going through cancer was literally hundreds of people, hundreds over a period of 12 month time, because how many of us could have a financial hit and then like have a fina- like have 2008 happen, mm. have wa- half of my reserves wiped and then get cancer and have the other half and then still not have to go into bankruptcy or foreclosure, by the way. So these financial hits that will happen, yeah. how do we prepare ourselves so that we're not panicked and can leverage or pivot like wealthy people did in COVID? They just shifted shifted, pivoted because of experiences or connections. So when I was sick with cancer and we took that financial hit, I I asked people, how many of you could live on negative 75% of your income for 12 months? Wow. Okay. That's what happened to my husband and I, because we both had uh, commission style practices and businesses and disability wasn't paying out very much. And by the time you did the applications while you're sick, to get money and funding, which is a whole nother story because I want to build an app. I have a lot of aspirations, but that's what's <laughs> really amazing is you get to dream big. That's yeah. the first. I think the first step is start dreaming. I, I have like seven businesses that I want to do over the next 10 years. One being the fosters, one helping the single moms, right? Because this system gets to be duplicatable and replicatable and create those visions and create an advocacy for medical advocacy. Because over 60% of all bankruptcies every year are due solely to medical-related issues. It takes one oh, medical gosh. event to one that, family member. Yeah. And do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know you know what I'm talking about. Very personally, right? Yeah. And the thing is, overcoming our mindsets of, because I was the breadwinner at the time, and thinking I was the financial burden of the family, because mm-hmm. now I wasn't providing. And many, many, many people feel that, and they don't talk about it. I'm here to talk about it because it's so totally normal. 
And so for me, I'm a possibility girl. I'm a Pollyanna girl. I want, I want to create a Pollyanna world <laughs> as much as possible and spread it as much as possible because it's the people who are Pollyanna and possibility driven and prosperity driven that shift and change the world. Yes. For those that are not. And that's what I got definitely. I mean, I could not barely go to sleep reading your book because so much alignment. I was like, I, I need to finish this book because I'm not going to sleep. I mean, thank God it's a, a wonderfully practical read with so much value because it's as if we knew each other and lived parallel lives and how we understood. So back to core values. Yeah. Yeah. So core values, I start with that because we're all going to have the stories and we can break through the stories. But if we don't have core values as our landing and launching pad from where we come and connect, um, it takes a lot longer. The core values help you go faster. So what are they? We all have them, right? Like yeah. love is a value. Yeah. Family is a value. Wisdom is a value. So I'm telling you some of my top values. Abundance. So you get to figure out what your top, I like to say five are. So when you know what your top five are, then you know what others, like I could see here your core values, family, right? Friends and family, community, wealth, mm -hmm. abundance, wisdom, love. I heard that resonate throughout your book. Yeah. <laughs> it was very obvious. Well, those are my top five core values. Yeah. So it, it's, oh, okay, we're aligned. I don't know what's going to happen in our lives. We're going to be great friends, for sure. Yeah. We may be doing some amazing, powerful things for Amigas out there, which I truly believe. And I hold on to visions of, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but just like for my practice, 5 million women and their families and friends to never, to learn how to never have to go into bankruptcy due to medical related issues. Yeah. Never lose a home. 50% of all home losses. 48% of all business. Do we hear an epidemic here? Yeah. Silent oh. epidemic because no one wants to talk about it because if you talk about this, and I have been to politicians, trust me, I'm here to make a movement happen in our direction. It's been long enough that the pendulum has been swinging to the negative and now gets, now the tide is turning. And Dalai Lama said it with the way, I think it was Dalai Lama or one of those profound philosophy thought thinkers of the world the Western woman is going to change the world. Mm. And we are doing it. It's not that it's going to happen. It is happening. It's happening. In real time. And the connections are happening and they're happening through what you're doing. So I'm like super grateful to be connected with you. And I don't believe that it's, I don't believe it's by happenstance. No, it's not by, it's not. Divine. Yeah, it's not, it's divine. I think everything in life is, is, it's really, I mean, you're spiritual, I'm spiritual, and we're like deeply connected because if you believe that you are from, from this amazing power, it, it's so, so natural that things will flow. Yep. Things will get done because it's, that's the way it should be. And, and I feel like I just had a conversation this morning on Instagram with one of my beautiful friends. And we were talking about just the power of alignment and learning and really getting the message, the downloads, the downloads. The problem, I think, at least my opinion of some women is that they, they're being sold the masculine way of doing things. 
And while it serves some people, but the the way a a woman a woman is the is the gatherer, is the connector, is the the visionary. Those things are not allegedly are not the things that make you wealthy, but it's quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. So I love our connection, Rita, because I think that you and I we align in that regard because we do believe in a superpower that is just looking after us and knowing, having that knowingness that everything is going to be all right. Amen to that. I mean, and as you're speaking, I'm thinking about the Proverbs 31 woman, Mm. right? So this is something that this is not new. And if you want to go to a really old book, (laughs) also known as the Bible, yes, look at Proverbs 31 woman. What's really cool is for those of you non-spiritual, maybe, I would say it's a recommended read if you'd like to learn a lot of wisdom that has been input into one book so that you can gain wisdom of your pathway. Mm-hmm. might connect you to your creator if you're not. And if, uh, you know, if you're open to it, I'm going to say it will. If not, if nothing else, you're going to get some really practical lessons in life because nothing under the sun is new. The mm. only thing is that we get to create from sold and told because the financial industry still is over 90% male dominated versus what women do. And that is taught and empowered. What do we do to our children? What do our good parents teach and empower mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that this way you get to make your best decisions, hopefully with ease. Mm-hmm. and speed, and comfort, and love, and that you get to feel safe and secure, right? I said I'm the safe money expert. Now, I'm going to give you a quick, I'm not the safer money expert, and I'm not the safest money expert. Why am I saying that? Because I'm the safe money expert. Safe means guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Safer is not guaranteed. Safe if is, mm, it's the safest one. For now, right? It's the safest thing for now. It's not a, hey, it's safe, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that's what you're looking for in your life to create security, stability, sustainability, those are things that are platforms that we get to put into our life as a foundation to when things shift, when we want to take risk with things so that it's calculated risk, it's educated risk, it's informed risk, which is more impactful risk. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Man, we, go, we go in so many different ways. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this these, these kind of conversations are so important. You know, we get to talk about wealth. And I feel like as a Latina, we don't talk about it enough at all. Actually, at all. And this is, I love this. This is where the vino comes in. Yeah. You know, you know that, right? That's that's why it's it's not wealth, women, and wine. It is wine, mm-hmm. women, and wealth. And uh, I just, I'm so thankful and blessed that I came. I'm going to say it's not mine. It's from a, a dear, sweet mentor and friend of mine named Denise Arand, who started this over 20 years ago. And it's a signature trademark of a company called Fibrings Financial, who is like the Google of the financial services industry in its world because their vision and the reason why I actually 
and partnered with them on part of my business practice. So I have a consulting practice and I also have a coaching practice. Right. So I do both worlds because I want to combine the skill set and the mindset together. Mm-hmm. It's far more powerful. But I got to see who I'm aligned with. When you read, if you readers go out and get the Wine Women Wealth book, because it gives you other examples of 12 inspiring women, which I'm one of them. So you get to hear my story as well. You'll connect with one or more of them and you will learn lessons just in case something happens in your life and you're in this new situation. And it's already happened because it's there. And so that's what Denise did. So she shared so that it could go faster for me, so it could go faster for you. And she loves wine and she loves her girlfriends, right? As we do. And we get to get together and you know what? Have this loving conversation because money is currency. Yes. And it is very specifically a currency of love. Mm. Very specific. It is that currency. I love that currency of love. Right? It's an energy of love. Like think about when you receive a gift. Yeah. Where does that fall? There's a spectrum of how energy of words and feelings, right? But it brings bliss. It brings joy. It's one of the highest vibrational, one of the high vibrational levels. So money is the conduit to that currency. Mm, Yes, yes. Change, healing. It's a resource. It's not the end all be all. It's when I said people, I used to personally have trouble with saying I love money. Mm, yeah. Right, because of what what we at a child perspective thought. It's not actual teaching, by the way. Yeah, it's only yeah. actual teaching. For the love of money is the root of all evil. When you idolize it, mm-hmm. yeah. But it is one. Also, if you look at another biblical story, the talents that get to be used wisely to produce fruitfulness and abundance, healing, because it's an exchange resource. Yeah, yeah. I always say money is an energetic exchange. It's an energetic exchange. So yes. whatever vibration you pour into that money is what's going to come back to you. Amen. Right? It's not good money or bad money. It's the people behind it. That's why the values are really important. Mm-hmm. That's also why like the one company, the companies that I align with and the people I align with have core values that are either similar, like in the wheelhouse, because you know how sometimes like, Wisdom entails integrity and honesty, also yeah. high. Right. Yeah. Right. If you have community, that's family and that's friends. Right. right? Faith is a big one, but faith also equates to courage, by the way. Mm. Because if you're having faith, you're stepping out without knowing. That takes courage. Yes. 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 Absolutely. So it's just about that stepping out, being open to receiving, because if I was not open to receiving, I think I was so ready to receive. I wanted to let go and surrender. And when the moment I did, it created this pathway for me that like, it's almost a norm of my life, but I always feel safe. Mm. I feel loved. Yeah. I know I have family around me wherever I need something, whatever it is, because it's what we do today that creates that for tomorrow. So by the way, I talk about transforming right now. Doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter. Whatever you you did your steps, you get to create the steps now to create the change for tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the next five and 10, 20 years and a legacy if you want to leave a legacy to people, which I do. I don't care if people know my name. 
uh, going forward. But the legacy of what's being created is what's important for me because I know it will create create change of collateral goodness is what I call it for nations and generations to come globally. Oh my God. Collateral goodness. Oh my God. Stick to my ears. (laughs) And that's how it is because that's how we're connected, right? It just, yeah, feel it intuitively in your body. It vibrates. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Oh my goodness. I love this. It's like a symphony. All the sounds, the you've got the violins, you got the violas, you've got the percussions, the I mean, it's just everything. I love it so much. Oh, amiga, wow, I mean we can talk forever now. <laughs> I mean, as we're coming to the, the close of the interview, um, you know, God, there's so many things we can talk about. But, you know, I always ask my amigas. Yes. I know you have a ton of tips. What if you can provide at least one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit? I know, girl, you're doing that. <laughs> okay, so handling your shit is being open to being receiving feedback. Mm. So receiving is really, really important. Okay. Another tip is you got to show up. You got to show up to receive. Show right. Up to receive. Show up to receive. Now, if it's around money and we want to get better with money and we want to lead by the way women when they learn about money and are empowered around it statistically proven that we make smarter financial decisions than men. Now this is, and this is also a tip. This is not about pushing down our men. They've laid the platform for us in, in a reality of the world in time where that's how it was. We can keep coming back, combating it with the negative, but what I want us to do is combat it with love Mm. and connection and say, look, none of us wants to have disempowered husbands disempowered sons, disempowered kids or mates or business partners. We all want to be empowered. And there's a feminine genius and a masculine genius. And we get to plug into that because some women have very masculine genius, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So when it comes to money, I say, I'll tell this to my clients, ask the hard questions first, get them out of the way. Because when you don't, it's as if we were doing this interview And I'm talking to you and this one thing is in front of me (laughs) and I'm not asking you and I'm talking to you. Yeah. You see how it's distracting? Very distracting, like very distracting. Yes. Yes. So Rita has her finger up up in front of her nose and it's like, it's very distracting because I can't see her beautiful, complete face. Right. So it's like, okay, that's right. So reminding me it's on audio. So the beautiful thing is if something's in your way, remove it immediately. I'll I'll liken it to this visualization and I have it in my head. It's always been in my head. When I first started my business practice, my living room, dining room table was my office. Mm -hmm. And there came a point that I got so busy that there was no room for us to eat our meals at the dining room table. We're eating on the sofa and I thought, it would be so nice to sit at the dining room table as a family again. So my intention, set your intentions, was to clear off one space at a time. And so then one person could sit. So I could sit there. Then my husband could sit there. And then my children and grandchildren. And before you know it, your receiving isn't and being open isn't just for you. And your showing up is not just for you. It brings all those that you love with you. So imagine them all sitting at the table with you, feasting and enjoying because you have created the amazing life 
that where you get to savor all the dreams that you wanted to create. It's all possible. Oh, I love this. Yes, yes, yes. So Amiga, tell us, um, tell Amigas here, like how they can be a part of of your your coaching and your business. How Absolutely. they find you. The best way to find me is on Instagram and it's at Rita, R-I-T-A, Bokuzzi, B-O-C-C-U-Z-Z-I. I'm in a red dress. There's a link tree with all my events. I have things that are free to fee. So if you're just starting out, look, I have book resources. Book 20 minutes with me. Be open to taking the time. I'm willing to take the time if you're willing to take the time so that I can get you started in the right direction for where you want to go. I think the hardest thing is when you stop yourself. Don't stop yourself. Just do it. Face everything and rise. If fear is coming in front of your face, face, it means I get to face everything and rise. F-E-A-R. So see me on Instagram. You can go to Facebook. There's Mama Rita, Rita Bocuzzi, LinkedIn, many ways. And we also have a page called Receiving wealth.com because it's all about receiving wealth. Mm, yes, I love that. We get to receive. Thank you so much, Rita, for your amazing tips and for all your wisdom. And, you know, I, I'm just so grateful that I had that opportunity to be at, at the Wine, Women and Wealth event and had this beautiful, you know, exchange of conversation. And here we are. And here, and here we are. And here we are. Oh my God. So amigas out there, you got to locate Rita. Uh, she already provided all her information and we're going to put it in the show notes so you can always go back and listen to, to uh, reach out through that. And then also listen to this podcast. Please forward it to everyone and anyone who wants to be wealthy. Literally wealthy. Literally. Literally. <laughs> always. Thank Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rita, for being on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Yep. Let's get out there and handle our shit. That's right. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.